Welcome to the Without Context Podcast. Are you a hardworking city woman? Well, we're the hometown people about to teach you the meaning of the holidays. <laughs> this is uh, episode 20, God. and it is... Yeah, uh, <laughs> I told him I had a cold gotta opening. Go. I gotta go. Uh, this is episode 20. It is Christmas Eve. Hopefully. Hopefully the world hasn't ended by the time this video comes out. Uh, this is our holiday episode for you all before we take a nice holiday break uh, for the next week. And we'll be back at the start of the new year with more content for you guys. Uh, as always, I am Sharky Head. I'm joined by Anxiety Lasagna and Deca Volti. And today's videos, if you didn't see the title of the episode, we're talking about holiday movies. Uh, some are great, some are bad. There is an argument whether some constitute as holiday movies, which I'm sure we will get into. Uh, and then if I if we had time to prepare it, I would have actually made a list of Hallmark movies, describe the plot to you and see if you can narrow down which one I was talking about, because I'm pretty sure all of them follow the same plot line. Uh, but anyway, it is the holiday season, so Christmas movies. Uh, I suppose the question before we get into specifics is. How do you guys feel about like holiday movies in general, like movies that are like specific to a holiday? Does is it weird to kind of watch them at any point in the year, or is it something that's like strictly you guys do during the holiday season? I will say, prior to my oldest sister having children, I was definitely like a only watch Christmas movies during the Christmas season, Halloween movies during the Halloween season, etc. But when you're trying to entertain children under the age of 10 and all they want to watch is Spookly the Square Pumpkin or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, you don't it doesn't matter if it's October or February or December, you're going to watch that movie with them. So, I'm a little bit more lenient about when I watch my holiday movies only in the context of am I entertaining one of my nieces or my nephew? Um but if it's just me, I don't want to see any Christmas until like December first. Yeah, the uh, we can't talk about this war on Christmas until we talk about the erasure of Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we have to have gluttony holiday before we can have greed holiday. It in America at least it it's is it's no. in the order. It's in the order yeah. of the seven deadly sins. You even goes lost in February. Lost in, in January, lost in February. I think the uh, the advent on a Christmas starting right after Halloween is just white people trying to ignore Thanksgiving and the history. So, I mean, if that was the reason we were erasing Thanksgiving, I'd be a hundred percent on board. If it was like, hey, we acknowledge that this holo this holiday is based in some pretty terrible, horrible garbage. Uh Fucked up shit. But it's mostly just Genocide. because people want to start making money faster for Christmas. And like the rest of the world doesn't do Thanksgiving. So <laughs> global marketing goes by global. So yep. pay no mind. But anyway, to... Christmas movie! Pay no mind to American history. Just focus on the man that breaks and enters into your house on Christmas. <laughs> um yeah, growing up, I think it was only during December we'd ever put on like Christmas movies, whether it be the classic like claymation ones, which everybody have seen. Uh, At least one. Yeah, just Rudolph and Frosty. Rudolph, Frosty. 
and just those classic like stop motion movies which i think everybody to a point appreciates about their childhood even if like thinking about it's like they watched it way too much because it was like every night that they showed like one of them and like they repeated it each week until christmas uh i think the one christmas movie that everybody would recognize is just a christmas story with because it's shoved down your eye holes for an entire day on christmas i want to live live. (laughs) um you'll shoot your eye out it is the most uh, like american christmas movie i can think of because the whole premise is i'm giving my son a gun for christmas Uh, um so you say that but uh the one that means maybe has the most uh sentimental meaning to me is actually a charlie brown christmas from 1965 um if only because i still if i have a working saxophone can play skating for you (laughs) Uh, um and we played that in eighth grade for our concert. We just did like a medley of, of uh, the themes from Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Which was super cool. And Haley, uh, what kind of Christmas movie stuck with you in childhood? I'm kind of a late bloomer into enjoying Christmas. Like even as a kid, I wasn't like, obviously I was super into getting stuff. That was yeah. the best part of Christmas was like getting stuff. Naturally. But like I never like I couldn't tell you if I had a favorite Christmas movie as a kid. Like I don't remember liking any of them particularly much. Um I enjoyed the original like 1960s how the Grinch stole Christmas because that was probably as long as my attention span was. Yeah. I but I do too. remember being traumatized by Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, it was just a 20-some, like a 23-minute TV special with, like, the classic Disney characters doing Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and I can distinctly, like, bring myself back to that moment, like, feel textures and, like, sensations of hiding behind my parents' couch, like, shoving myself between couch and wall. (laughs) when the ghost of Christmas future would come out and was very scary and just wedging myself behind the couch so I wouldn't have to see it and just like not wanting to hear it. So I I remember more of the movies I didn't like as a kid. Like I hated Little Drummer Boy. I thought that movie was so boring. I think Um, that one is the one that I least remember out of the old claymation ones because it was the one that I just nothing stood out about it to me. I I think if I had to pick a claymation, it's like a tie between Year Without a Santa Claus, which I liked in my older years, like my teens, because the concept of Santa just saying like, <laughs> fuck them kids, they ain't no Christmas was hilarious to me. Also, the um, miser singing. The miser singing was very, still slaps to this day. And Santa Claus is coming to town because I have direct family that lives in Germany. And when they came to visit, it was not Christmas, but we were telling them about um, the character Burgermeister Meisterburger, and they did not believe us. They're like, there is not a character named Burgermeister Meisterburger. That's stupid. And so we pulled the VHS tape out 
and put it in the VCR and we're like, Burger Meister, Meister Burger. And they're like, Mayor and then Mayor backwards. (laughs) (laughs) But you can feel the Red Scare in all of those claymation films. Like it's it's real thick in those old movies. Um, But yeah, I guess, yeah, claymations, the, the Charlie Brown... All the things that they showed you on TV were the classic ones, because like you didn't have these massive movie collections like you can now, or just stream it. Yeah, I uh, God, this year has been so long. I can't remember if it was actually last December or some point early this year. Uh, Kristen <laughs> and mood. I, Kristen and I watched uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol. I had never seen it. I watched it twice this year already. It's great. I watched it. And I was like, this was good. Like this is a good movie. It's way better than it has any right to be. It 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 has no right to be as good as it it is. And uh, then we watched the new, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the uh, DreamWork, I think, or the CGI one, not the, the, uh, the Benedict Jim- Cumberbatch one. And I found that one pretty enjoyable too. But like, I'm up a Christmas Carol, just like it hits. It like hits all the right parts of my brain in the best ways. <laughs> It's just so well done in a way you don't always see with Christmas movies. Because I think Christmas movies, especially more modern ones, are relying on that nostalgia to make you like yeah. it. And, or just like, like Hallmark movies are just banking on you being like, oh my gosh, home for the holidays. Like, like they're wanting like these emotional reactions out of you. Whereas the Muppet Christmas Carol is like well shot it's well like framed the colors are great the michael kane is production he did design. not have to put his whole pussy into <laughs> that performance but a bitch did he put his whole badussy into <laughs> christmas carol and like that's apparently like a thing he said when he like signed up to do that movie. He's like, I'm not gonna make this a humorous thing. Like, I'm gonna act this like I would act any serious drama drama role that I do. And then it just his straight laced performance and his emotional performance juxtaposed with the fucking antics of the fucking Muppets is just art. It's art. And, and this is my last thing I'm going to yeah. write about the Muppet Christmas Carol. The ghost of Christmas past. They had to figure out a way to make a puppet do that. And they built a special tank of water so that the puppeteer could have like their hand out. And they puppeted that puppet or that Muppet underwater so that she would look ethereal. I don't know if they'd ever done that before. And just like that movie... Like, I know I just made this joke, but, like, everybody in that film put their whole pussy into that movie, and it's so, so good. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we're going to get demonetized. It, we're not making money on these videos anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's just, like, the costume design, the set design, the music, the fact that they can take the sad... Uh, tiny tim death moment and still make it traumatizing as muppets <laughs> like there was a tiktok yep. i watched a tiktok today <laughs> with the um i think it's cardi b where it's 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 tiny tim from muppet christmas carol and it's like 
see you next year or not. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and it like it, it has him. He's like, but great day, you see you next year. And then it cuts to his little crutch on his frame. It's like, or not. <laughs> wow. That's fucked up. I'll have here. I'll I have the link. I'll send it to you guys <sighs> in the chat. But um but yeah, it's like I don't know why, but it just seems like the Muppet movies, any of the actual people who were in the movies, like put all the effort in. Like they don't half ass it. They don't be like, I'm working with puppets. It's like they treat it as like this is actually like the biggest thing I've ever worked on. So I'm gonna put my whole pussy into it. According put to your Haley. whole pussy into that performance. And but, like, my <sighs> but Michael Caine is great. So and he like he rocks that role so well. I feel like Muppet Christmas Carol is like an S tier holiday oh, film. And I think the only other S tier holiday films that I could think of, um, which I don't feel like these are controversial, but they might be. I think the live action Hollywood Stole Christmas is a really great holiday uh, film. Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey's great. Because it's it's faithful enough to the source material that you know the story, but they modernized it to that time yeah. enough where it's engaging to anybody who watches it. Like my dad hates most movies, and he will watch that movie with us, which is like life altering. I'm like maybe it's because there is a in fact a car in it. My dad's a car guy, <laughs> and I think Elf, Elf, I think kind of oh, changed Elf's what great. we expected from Christmas films. I think we can probably see. I don't remember if it or Iron Man came out first, but I think we can see the line of John Favreau making Elf to John Favreau doing Marvel movies. Like it's a direct like correlation. <laughs> so oh, I think this like bang? John, I think John. I think John Favreau just like puts like all his heart into every film he makes. I don't think John Favreau's made like a bad movie for me, and. I mean, he did Mandalorian, too, and, like, that's amazing. Like, he's like, you want me to make you some money? I'll make you some fucking money. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Let yep. me make this. Like, I remember when Elf came out, and we as a family didn't go see it, because, like, when we looked at it, the surface like, oh, a Will, well, my parents didn't think a Will Ferrell film could be for children, based on how, because they knew him from SNL and, like, all yeah. of his other films that he'd done not really seem like a kid's film kind of thing. And then we watched it because like a family friend's like, what do you mean you haven't seen Elf? And we watched it and it was like the scene where he just gets sides like broadsided by that taxi will never not be hilarious. <laughs> like it will always be like the quintessential, like your expectations are Will Ferrell crossing the street and then Elf is the car. Like, <laughs> That movie is great in a way that, like, I can't stand the, like, I call them insufferable Christmas movies. Like, controversial take here. I cannot sit through It's a Wonderful Life. A, it's too real. Like, the line where he's like, do you know how hard it is for people to make $5,000? I'm like, don't remind me, it's Christmas. <laughs> and, like, Miracle on 34th Street, insufferable. A Christmas story? <laughs> insufferable but christmas mayhem we're on board yeah uh i uh, like i think 
uh, up in that tier, maybe just below your elf, the Grinch, and whatnot. Like an A tier? Like an A, maybe an A plus. Home Alone. Yeah. But only, I was about- but only, only the first one. Yeah, I was about that- to suggest the first oh, one. Okay. It's like, if you're putting together a Christmas movie marathon, it's definitely Muppet Christmas Carol. Elf. Christmas Carol. Home Alone. Elf. Some that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> uh-huh. So spoiler because, alert for later. Because the argument is going to persist. And it's alright. One side can be wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> one side can be wrong. But uh, uh yeah, Home Alone I, One. I, just Home Alone One is great. Uh, Daniel Stern is so funny. Yes. Have Eddie. you seen this is kind of a niche Christmas movie, but it's on Disney Plus now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? The, the Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. I'm that looking for a Tobo Mandal. <laughs> my fiance and I watched that like two weeks ago when we were working on a Christmas puzzle together because we're those kind of people. Mm-hmm. That movie could not have been made now. You couldn't. Like, that is definitely, like, we were watching that, and we just kept looking over at each other, like, you could tell this movie was made before 9-11. Because, like, it involved a postal worker threatening to blow up a building, and just over a turbo mantle, and, like, all this, like, it was definitely a product of its time, and I, my favorite part of Jingle All the Way, aside from just Arnold Schwarzenegger because it was that time period. It was like the late 90s when Arnold Schwarzenegger was having his moment. Um, the B plot of that movie, if you remember, is the neighbor dad trying to sleep with Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. That's the whole B plot. That's all I remember. It's just, you know, mm, these cookies. And he's in the phone booth. He's like, put that cookie down. And he breaks the phone booth or something. And he's like, I'll go ahead and put this star on top of the tree for And she's like, that's my husband's job. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. How about I do anyway? Yeah, it's just, God, it, it's like, it's just, it came during that weird time of Arnold, like, transitioning from, like, the 80s action hero to, like, the more kind of trying to be a rounded actor. And he did have, like, a string of, like, comedy roles. I mean, you look at Jingle All the Way, uh, Junior, Twins, uh, like, just that series of, like, comedy movie attempts that he made. I think Jingle All the Way is definitely, like, his funniest movie. It's so even Even, like, even, like, Total Recall was, like, him not not strictly being, like, an action. action. It was still him being, like, funny, though. Yeah. Arnold can be funny. Like... He oh, is so under, he or not? He he is an under he has like underappreciated like comic value, whether it's intentional or not. Like he can be really funny. Yes, he, he has an underrated like delivery. Yeah. Um go ahead, Sharky. Let's talk about I actually it. wanted to ask a Deca just uh from yeah. because you're a uh, different culture than Alien I are. Is there anything uh, relative to your holidays in your culture that might have something in like a film that me and Haley haven't seen? Hmm. That's a good question. Has there any have been any kind of like Hispanic representation of Christmas or anything that you can think of? I don't think there's been like a I don't think 
the formula is different just because the people speak Spanish. I, f- I, fig- I figured bread. as much. I didn't know if there was like holiday like traditions that might have differed or anything. You you see a tamale spread, you see like, you know, they're making like... <laughs> so better food, food, is that what you're saying? Yeah, now I want tamales! <laughs> okay, I'll just say better, better food. They get better food better, on holidays than white people food. do. <laughs> better food and occasionally the, the actor speaks Spanish and that's about it. The formula is not fair. the same. So, uh, going down the list of my favorite holiday movies that we haven't covered, you took Home Alone from me because that is definitely yeah. one of them. It's up there. Uh, um, only the like only the first one because after that it just becomes child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like the second one. We just watched the second one the other day, mm-hmm. and we made it into a game of how many times was somebody absolutely dead in that film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the first one, the first one comes before they even leave their leave their town during the the choir scene when buzz harasses uh kevin and kevin punches him and that tree falls on that old woman like that tree <laughs> falls on that old woman i'm like oh, she's she'd absolutely be dead <laughs> the scene that kills me in home alone 2 is when daniel stern gets shocked and it's a skeleton for a few seconds <laughs> like, like dead, dead. fatality Dead. <laughs> like that scene alone just like when he's like shocking and then it cuts to just the skeleton no matter how many times i see it i have to pause because i'm losing my shit it's so fucking funny to me if it, has, so if it hasn't happened if it hasn't happened yet i need like a medical professional to just react to all the various injuries that are happening in the movie be like that guy's dead third degree burns he um, gets hit in the face, like the forehead, yeah. with three bricks, bricks off of a three-story building. Yep, dead. Yep. <laughs> so when, he, when he falls, splattered all over the sidewalk. When he falls down the hole, he looks up, just wow, what a hole! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Stern, so like Joe, Joe Pesci is great in those movies, but Daniel Stern, I think, steals it's the better. show for me as Marv. He's just so funny as Marv. For um, sure. So one of the movies I watched last year, uh, I had seen it around, but I never watched it until I saw the trailer and I was like, I have to watch this movie. It's called Anna and the Apocalypse. And it is a Christmas musical about a zombie apocalypse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's like I've these, uh, so it's like these, like, uh, I don't remember if they're like high school kids or if they're, uh, like a boarding, like, a private school kids but it's like a holiday musical and they're like fighting zombies and stuff and it was just like it was quirky and like it was just quirky as a movie i was like kind of enjoy this a lot um talked about home alone uh gremlins is another one of my favorite christmas movies because technically it is a christmas movie technically it's a christmas movie i don't know if it counts as a he buys he buys him gizmo as a christmas present so i'll allow it i'll allow it I won't. <laughs> the the council will accept your uh opposition <laughs> and take <laughs> it into consideration <laughs> i understand oh. the council has made a decision but considering it's a stupid ass decision i've elected to ignore it yep um and i remember before christmas is definitely like a top christmas movie for me and it's one of those things that's like you can technically watch it in the middle of november and it still fits 
because it's like you can watch it as a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. It's I I don't feel like the Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. Like yeah. I don't it's watch that movie and it's feel definitely Halloween. a Christmas. It's definitely it's a, Christmas a Christmas movie. Film. Um, Edward Scissorhands is just another like great holiday movie. Uh, it's not technically really about the holidays, but it just the themes of it and the setting and all that and just all the characters. It's just great. And then we get to the one that the internet fights about. Yep. <laughs> Which you can tell Haley does not agree. Uh, it's Die Hard. <laughs> the terrorist at a Christmas party. Bruce Willis being hilarious, surprisingly, but I was always surprised how funny he was in that movie before I realized that he did comedy before becoming an action hero. Mm. Like he was like a stand-up comedian or something. So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought he was always uh, like an action hero. And then I saw pictures of him younger and I was like, oh, he also had hair at some point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, but- Haley. My main gripe <laughs> with Die Hard and it can be a Christmas movie if it wants to. That's sure. totally fine. My main gripe is I do not trust a man or like male presenting person who says Die Hard is their favorite Christmas movie. Because you know what that tells me is that you don't actually like any Christmas movies. Because like you have to be like, or you're not like confident in yourself to actually say what Christmas movie you actually like. Or you're like, because if you have to sit there and see like Christmas movies, which like Christmas movies tend to have like soft, like emotional aspects to it, like feel good or like his heart grew however many sizes that day. And you look at that genre and go, oh, yeah, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. I'm just like. Cool. Anyway, like I don't have time for people who say Die Hard is their favorite. What's the movie. Uh... Like, you're allowed to feel emotions during this time you don't have to just be like it's not manly to like a movie no, see, that's it's, not die hard like also men get therapy no it's the count it's the it's the counterbalance like i'll watch funny and emotional holiday movies but i don't want to feel like lingering like emotions i just want to like switch that off and go back to my neutral state as my i was before the movies <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh man, I watched a bunch of emotional like Christmas movies. Let's put on Die Hard, put myself back into a neutral state. <laughs> it's the palate cleanser. It is the palate cleanser. It's the that's the it's my turn to pick a movie and it's the last movie of the night. Like, I feel like that's that's totally valid. Yeah. Like Christmas movies obviously are not everybody's cup of tea, and I think it's just a me thing where like Anybody who I've met that's like Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie ended up being a garbage person, so it might just be a there's, personal bias that I have. There's a joke, and it's like if if it's like if you're dating a guy and he says that any of these movies are his favorite, and it's like Fight Club or like something else, he's like run, Joker, just, Joker. yeah. Joker. It's like turn, it's like turn around and look. run, don't walk, run, don't yeah. walk, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Anything fiction. by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> if they if they worship Rick and Morty, like all yeah. these all these bad all these people who are like the, that was bad. the actual that was the actual picture. If he says any of these characters are his inspiration, and it's like Tyler Durden, uh, Rick, and like the uh the new Joker, and like somebody else, any and it was Joker like really? turn around. Any it's like Joker turn and leave. Really? Yeah, it's like turn around and leave. <laughs> like this is not. But um. 
I think I guess also just my relationship uh is she likes the same stuff that I like. So like our Christmas movies are are stuff like Black Christmas and like other horror movies around Christmas. <laughs> like that's how we celebrate the holidays. <laughs> that's totally valid. I just feel like do you need a hug? Like I <laughs> I, as somebody who, like, I, as longtime viewers of our podcast will, will be able to vouch for, I don't do well with scary any yeah. time of the year. Not to mention, I don't want to be scared when it's, like, the darkest time of the year during a time when you're supposed to be, like, yeah. enjoying nice, soft, twinkly lights and, like, spending time with people who you care about. And then someone's like, let's take this wholesome holiday and make it scary y'all got some special kind of fucked up if that's like (laughs) not people who consume that like i understand people who like look at that and go let's do this y'all do y'all need a hug like do you need do you need a cookie like a (laughs) gluten-free cookie or something like i don't know what happened to you specifically but like I don't know. I just don't understand. I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. It could be like a whole different thing. I was like, why do people like horror movies? And Oh, uh, I know. I know biologically 100% why. It's how our brains process but, um, yeah. that stimuli. That catharsis. You yeah. get it as adrenaline. So you think it's fun and exciting. You know the I get Discord... it as cortisol. <laughs> yeah, you know the Discord picture of the and it's like the fade, like the shaky, like fading, like hype guy. That's me watching horror movies. <laughs> this is um, me watching horror movies. Oh no! <laughs> no, I, I have don't. That. No, it's a, I have the screen overlaid, so we're fine. Um, okay. But um, I think like you only do so much with holiday movies. That's why I think Hallmark has like cornered the market of we're gonna make the same movie every year <laughs> or, just uh, different people vanessa what is it vanessa hudgens mm-hmm. is that the has cornered the netflix the netflix christmas films because she just plays every role yeah because i saw that on netflix it's like the third movie of her series where it's like her and like a twin that was separated at birth but one's like the normal city girl and one's like a princess and they're like, we're going to swap places. White woman. Mary Kate and Ashley could never. Mary Kate and Ashley could never. Lindsay Lohan first. No, I think, I think Hallmark really has a chokehold on like the suburban white woman fantasy. Yeah. Yes. She's a like, successful who wouldn't New York want business. to be like whisked away into like a romantic subplot of their own life during arguably like one of the most stressful times to be like a suburban white housewife? It's so, like, like I totally get it. It's just those movies exist in like a Christmas vacuum though, because it's like the plot is like she comes home, she meets the town hunk, and it's like there's more to me than just my work. But you know, at the end of the holidays, she has to go back to work. <laughs> and leave the town so does the happy ending continue or is it just back to normal no i i have never viewed a hallmark christmas movie which shocks people who know me because it seems like it would be like my exact crack (laughs) 
Um, but I tried to with my oldest sister who adores them. And it just, it's vomit inducing. Cause I'm just like, this is so ham fisted. You couldn't have like a more subtle way of doing this, but it's always like, I'm work woman who has an important work job in big city, but I don't want to have to come home and work in my father's like specifically Chris, like Santa Claus figurine store that's going out of business. But then I meet single dad who owns Christmas tree farm. Like it's all the same. <laughs> it's, it's just like. I'm imagining like the execs are like at their office with like a dartboard and it's just like all right, career woman meets town horse cleaner. All right, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. And then it's the other one's just woman like who is so it's a just banking like, executive. Yeah, it's like banking is like town drunk. Got it. There's our There's our movie. We got it. Guy who sells dartboards, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear them rip a huge line of coke as they do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like they just sustain themselves on the white woman fantasy, and I feel you like those movies are just. I think it's just like those movies are also just for a subsect of people that are just not happy with their own lives and they want to be whisked away to a holiday wonderland of romance but it's just like oh my god is the hallmark christmas cinematic universe in isekai (laughs) see that's the thing i'm like i'm pretty sure you could take all these hallmark movies and they all just exist in the same universe wouldn't it be absolutely incredible like you know how people will like take movies of like the same franchise and like line them up with each other and have them play all at once to see like when lines overlap with each other how much overlap would there be if you took every like hallmark christmas movie and played them at the same time like how many times would the dialogue just line up oh my god let's do that i'm gonna just (laughs) find a bunch of hallmark i'm gonna find just a bunch of hallmark movies and edit them together in like a five by five the most cursed video and just see like if the progression is the same because that's all i feel i feel like they take the exact same script change the names change the jobs and then change the town name and it's just like there's our there's our movie for the year let's film it I think my sensory overload would go just haywire the entire time just like trying to figure that out i mean why stop beating that dead horse if it continues to spit out gajillions of dollars mm-hmm. yeah like they like it's gotten so much we're like the like and this is obviously like a broad generalization i'm sure there's people who are not white suburban housewives who enjoy hallmark movies and like if you're one of those people you're valid like it's totally valid to watch these films we're just ripping on them because it's funny to us but like if that's what brings you joy chase your joy but they have such a chokehold on it and i think there's such a demand for it there's like they do christmas in july now on the hallmark channel where they'll play like here's a preview of what our holiday lineup's gonna be in july yeah so i'm like do they know you can like read this exact book like just go to your local bookstore or yield barnes and noble (laughs) and just walk into the romance section and just take a book and you're gonna get a hallmark movie with a little bit of spice maybe but 
Spice is debatable. <laughs> if it works, yeah. it works. Like, spice may vary. You could say the same thing for like every other Christmas movie. Yeah. Like it, it's all the same formula. The spirit of Christmas is what makes like solves the problem. Um, unrelated to movies, the only person who truly has a chokehold, and anybody who's worked in retail knows it, is Mariah Carey. You look right <laughs> the fuck at me. You look right the fuck at me as you say that. <laughs> I've worked. I've worked in retail places. And that's literally just the only song all day. It's like, it wouldn't even be a radio station. They would just have a CD with that song, and it would just be on repeat for eight hours. Truthfully, that's how I know the holidays begin. Is I feel like it could be, I feel like it could constitute a war crime. <laughs> have you guys ever played Whamageddon? Yes, and I immediately fail it because I work retail. Whamageddon is a game played during the 24 days before Christmas Eve in which players try to go from December 1st to the start of Christmas Eve uh, without hearing Last Christmas by Wham. Oh god, I lost (laughs) because I watch meme videos. (laughs) I haven't heard the, I have not heard Wham sing Last Christmas. I've heard people cover Last Christmas by Wham, but I've not yet heard Wham saying last Christmas this year. So I'm still going strong on Whamageddon as for as of recording. Yeah. yeah. I, I made that joke to my partner uh, yesterday. It's like, she goes, well, I could I could play, because uh, we were setting up uh, the tree for her, for because she had a party. Um, and she goes, well, I mean, if you, if you want, I can play Christmas music. I'm, we was worked th- retail for 13 years, like, mortars going off in my head. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. Um. She's like, what? I like the older ones. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, wham? And I started singing. Uh, I started singing Last Christmas. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh... Do we do we want to talk favorite Christmas music? Least favorite Christmas music? Sure. Do we, uh... did you have something you wanted to say, Sharky? Before I cut you off? No, I just I can't think of a bunch of Christmas songs that weren't like the. Uh... Like classic carols from like the movies and everything. I'll start then. I, (laughs) my mom, bless her, bless that woman, had on cassette tape the Ray Conniff singers singing various Christmas carols and the Chipmunks Christmas album. And I was so sick of hearing. The Chipmunks specifically. The Ray Connor <laughs> singers, I will allow slide. But the Chipmunks could not stand. So I... So one year, Christmas came around, and my mom, for the life of her, could not find that cassette tape. Tore the house apart, could not find that cassette tape. And she was like, Mark, my dad, did you, did you throw out that cassette tape? He's like, no. It was me. I took the cassette tape <laughs> and I went to the back of my closet, which was hidden behind piles of Barbies and stuffed animals and Pokemon cards, and took an X-Acto knife. I was probably seven years old. I should not have had an X-Acto <laughs> I cut the carpet up in the back corner of my closet, which has not seen the light of day until my parents moved out of our home, and tucked the cassette tape under the padding into the insulation under the floor. 
And then a few years later, Mom got the Chipmunks on CD. And it vanished. That same spot. It was the graveyard of the two versions of the Chipmunks album and the Polar Express, which is my least favorite Christmas movie of all time. I hate the Polar Express. But my favorite Christmas song is a three-way tie between the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's like Christmas Overture thing. I love Trans-Siberian um, Orchestra. Mm-hmm. I've seen the, it live. It's great. Controversial opinion. Paul McCartney's Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time because it's impossible for me to be sad while it's playing. And the Toad... Wait, is that the, the toad, one? Mm-hmm. Is that the one that's made the joke of that Paul McCartney one is like somebody's doing like an occult ritual and then quickly yeah. switching over to a Christmas song when somebody enters the room? Yeah, that's also why it's so great. Like, it could be a cult, it could be Christmas. And then my other favorite Christmas song is a recent edition, and it's the Toad cover of All I Want for Christmas. Oh my god, I've heard that one. <laughs> So it's ear shattering. It's fun to put into a playlist when people aren't expecting it. Or just when you're baking cookies or you're you're doing a Christmas puzzle with your fiance and you're like, I'll put on some festive holiday music. And then it's (laughs) (laughs) I don't want a lot for Christmas. I like when it gets to the like really unhinged part with like i love toad and just that song that song is so great somebody put forth the effort to do that there's so many covers but that one's my favorite Um, but uh anybody have anything else to add i i did have my favorite my favorite song sure what's your song um mostly just variations of feliz navidad um if I have to, if I have to suffer Christmas music, at least let me do it in my own language. Yeah, I think that was another one that I've heard uh, a lot. It's just the uh, more upbeat, like Feliz Navidad cover. Feliz Navidad. It has the uh, yeah, it has like the guitar, the it's old like acoustic in it. That's the one that I maracas. Yeah, that's the one that I remember hearing a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like Trans Siberian Orchestra. I still listen to like their uh. I think it's Carol of the Bells, or it's uh, it's, another, Bells. it's it's one of the other ones, but it's just like just so hypey. It is. It is really hypey. Um, A recent uh Christmas song actually came from Cobra Kai season two. For me, uh-huh. there was a uh, there's a fight at the end of the season, and they have like the theme song for the show playing, but it's like a Christmas rendition, and it's like more like electric guitar in it too and i was like why does this music slap in the <laughs> show like i was like why is this music so good it's just one of those ones i like found and kept listening to I, but i think yeah i think that's about what what all we had for holidays which it spawned into music discussion which is yeah, just the, this is the christmas potpourri episode yeah. have you guys ever heard song with chris choose what's up huh? it, it might it might be something niche because i grew up catholic sure. but it, it's this song about this <gasps> christmas shoes christmas shoes yes yes christmas shoes i'm also it's from a, Catholic a kid who's mom's dying 
and all he wants to do is spend the last of his money to buy his mom a oh, nice pair of shoes, so she can wear them when she dies to meet Jesus. And My it's mom the saddest song every time that comes on. It's awful. Why would you do that? This is also uh, that's also a good point to uh, bring up. It's like that was just uh, a very fucked up Christmas song. But let's also appreciate that only one movie has actually had the balls to kill Santa Claus, and it was from Tim Allen. <laughs> How old were you when you realized that Tim Allen killed Santa? How was, old were I you? I was already, I was already, I was already processing things during the Santa Claus. So I was fully aware that he was dead. Tim I Allen committed did not a war crime. Realized that <laughs> until one of my friends who is Jewish was like, "I have a question for you," and I was like, "Okay, what is it?" And they're like, "How old were you when you realized that in?" Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. He kills Santa, and I was like, we, uh, "Today, I'm today years old." My coworker and I were talking about it at uh, at work, and it's like he doesn't just like kill. He doesn't kill him. He startles him, and then Santa falls from the roof and dies. And dies. <laughs> <laughs> I think they joked like... about it on the Game Grumps one time, where. Aaron was like, Yeah, and Sandy's like, You killed Santa! Then Tim Allen's like, (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I mean, there are like Christmas horror movies. There are Christmas like horror movies about folklore, like Krampus was one. But it's like, there's only one movie where they like explicitly kill Santa, and it's from Tim Allen. (laughs) It's Um, just like, What the hell? And they make you like revel in the fact that he killed Santa. Then he gets to be Santa. You have to take the job. <laughs> it's fucking Highlander. That is some capitalism shit. Like, oh, you killed this man? Now it's your job. <laughs> Talking about capitalism, Christmas shoes is the capitalist hellscape. Oh my god. I don't <laughs> so think I'll ever... Um, I, the first time I heard that song, I was niche, niche Haley anxiety lasagna lore. I was in a radio, a Christian radio station getting interviewed about a production of the Nutcracker that like me and some other girls were in and they just wanted to like ask us about it. And they put on Christmas shoes and like, we're going to be interviewed after it. So I'm just sitting there like. They made a movie based on that song too. Stop. No. Why? Because they want people to cry. Dude, I, I almost cried at freaking Beedoof last episode. Like you don't have to try that hard. You uh, oh man, not just like Christmas, but also like the other holidays of the month. Do you guys remember when Rugrats had a whole like Jewish like holiday special? Yeah, I love and that it, for them. And I learned more about the you learned more about than I did in yeah. any other part of my life by just watching the Rugrats Hanukkah special. And it's like they went deep. They were like, they were coming the, for they're, the, they're like they're coming for the firstborn in this Passover. And it's like excuse me, Rugrats. <laughs> Gosh, remember when it wasn't controversial to acknowledge that, like, other holidays exist during December? Yeah. <laughs> if only. Uh, if but only. I guess that, that's it. It's that's about it, yeah. The no, first chaotic, year. I mean, it's been 20 episodes, but this is the first year of Without Context, guys. Woo! 20 episodes, which is almost, 20, almost half a year. So. 20th episode will be in the new year. This is episode 19, 19. isn't it? That was episode 20. Well, yep. 19 episodes. Well, we've done 21 if you count the point one. Sure, of course. Yeah, for sure. But episode 20 will take place in the near, which is appropriate because it's 20, 22. I'm going to trust but verify. 
<laughs> just, I will say verify. it does give my like ang I don't know if it's an anxiety or an ADHD brain thing, the big ickies that were ending on a prime number. Hey guys, we're it's almost... 19 to Hey Google. It's 19 a prime number. Yeah, it's a prime number. Thanks, Google. Uh, thank you, Google. So yeah, you have to thank your electronics because one day they're gonna take over. Anyway, oh, no, I tell I tell my Google she does a great job all the time. Yeah, episode but, nineteen, right. so nineteen episodes for the first, I guess, season of the show. Uh, we're gonna have a break uh, next week so you guys can enjoy uh, the new year and the night leading up to it. So be safe out there. I'm getting uh, up. Be safe. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. If you guys are watching this on Christmas Eve, have a good, great Christmas tomorrow, and be safe. I'm personally going to be out of town, so I'm going to enjoy my mini vacation uh, during that. But uh, we'll all be back at the start of the new year. And hopefully uh, maybe with a uh, some redesign on the episodes and the branding and maybe a little more uh, organization on topics and maybe some guests. Who knows what we can bring in on the next year. We might be so. recording on my birthday. We'll see. We might, but... Thank you all for supporting us during these uh, first 19 episodes and the bonus content that we've done. Uh, I know that uh, Alvin and Charlie haven't been with us for a lot of these episodes, but it's just scheduling stuff. Uh, so they can't be here at a reasonable time. Uh, we had other things that people needed to do after our recording, so we could never really start late. But we're hoping to get them back uh, on the show as well. But uh, I would love to get some guests in, but... As always, your help would be appreciated. Like the videos, share the videos, you know, give them a few watches over the holidays. Definitely, uh, if get the watch word all out there. Get the holidays. If you don't want to watch the episodes, we do have a Spotify link that's in the flow code. Uh, it updates a few hours after the episodes go live. So, if you don't want to watch it, you can always listen to it a few hours later. But tell a friend, tell a friend. Yeah, recommend it to a friend. If you have a friend, just take their phone, subscribe to it on Spotify. Give it their phone. <laughs> I have done that. Just boost those numbers, people. <laughs> YouTube but, uh, and Spotify are all about the numbers. Also, comments on the videos. Deca and Anxiety Lasagna are always in the comments, ready to interact with you guys. So, we definitely thank you. Have a wonderful Christmas. As always, I'm Sharky Hat, joined by Deca Volti and Anxiety Lasagna. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.